you know, majority of the time you guys will never know what we had to go through in order to make this a safe space and make this a community. And the festival was just another one of those moments. Like there, there was an employee who ended up calling the cops on me yeah. during the festival. While we're trying to run a festival, which is so nuts to, to think about. Hi. Hi. Hi, everybody. I'm Eden. And I'm Jay. And welcome to Eden X Jay Unfiltered, the podcast where we have created a safe and sexy space to have unfiltered conversations. We might be the same sex, but we have different opinions. Ciao. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to do the button. <laughs> I was thinking about it, but then I, I don't know. Oh, no, I like the little ciao. Yeah. The little cha-cha. I, like, I'm I don't just going to do it natural. <laughs> Go with the flow. Well, it's super exciting for us to be back. It's been a very long time. I think we're going on three, three weeks. weeks. Yeah. A very, very long time. I'm so sorry. And y'all. a lot has happened in three weeks. A lot, a lot has happened. I think we thought it was going to be a slow Pride Month. But if y'all have been following us on our social media at EdenXJ, we have been on plane, bus, Uber. Another bus. Another plane. Another plane. Pride plane. It's been wild. It, I mean... Like, we're going to, you know, jump right into it just to get you all caught up to speed. So buckle up because it is going to be a bumpy ride with a few layovers. (laughs) (laughs) As you can tell, Eden is used to the air now. Honestly, I like I don't I feel like we've been in the air more than we've been home. We have. Yeah. Legit. It's been a, a different life. I think, you know, we used to think. It would be so cool if, we, you know, we were living on the road and we were doing all this traveling and, you know, living the life of a travel influencer. No, thank you. <laughs> I'm still very grateful for the opportunities. Oh, super grateful. I, I don't think I would have ever known what it was until you try it. Yeah, but it is tiring. It, it, it can be exhausting. For sure. I think jumping from plane to bus to different state, different country, yeah. all within like a couple of weeks is a lot. It, it definitely felt like a lot. So if y'all were ever wondering if you ever wanted that life, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> <laughs> it is fun. And it, I will say it, it was tiring, but it was so worth it. Yes. I don't regret it. And I think moment. the last time we were on here, we were on our way to Oaxaca to do some wedding traveling. Yeah, because we just got back from Bora Bora in yep. Tahiti. And then it was like, okay, plane, going yeah, to Oaxaca. because we were going to get married at the time. I think we had an, a month and a half or something. Yeah, we had some time. Yeah, we went to Oaxaca and we met with Carlitos, our incredible wedding planner, who we will definitely throw his at on this episode. So if anybody's looking to get married in Mexico, please hit up Carlitos. He's been the absolute best. His saying is, si se puede. So that means, (laughs) yes, I can. Like, I'll get it done. I'll figure it out. He's always, si se puede. (laughs) Yes. But we, we went to Oaxaca and we got to experience Oaxaca Pride for the first time. We just coincidentally landed in Oaxaca yeah, to do wedding planning. And then, yeah, it was totally Pride. Totally by accident. We, we we showed up not... I don't even think we knew Oaxaca had a Pride. No, we didn't. <laughs> then we were, like, shocked because our cousins, um, one of the youngest of um, my th- uh, three cousins that are out there in Oaxaca, Solita, was like, oh, like, like come with us. We were, like, I'm going to go to Pride. My, a couple of my friends are going to Pride. And none of my family had ever been. Yeah. So they were like, we want to go to Pride and we want to go with you. And they want to, uh, They also want to experience their first Pride ever. They wanted us to be their fairy gay mothers. I knew. And so I was like, are you guys sure? And they're like, yeah. Like, we, I just felt like we came into their lives and just, just gatified it in like such a natural way. Where, and they're also supportive. So we like 
packed up our stuff. It was super hot, which I don't think we were expecting. Yes. And we weren't used to. There was a crazy heat wave that weekend. Yeah, it was, it was the hottest time ever mm-hmm. in all of Oaxaca. And we get there. And immediately as soon as you arrive, it's just giant, like, 20 ounce plus beers yes. with chamoy on the side and you're marching and it feels like family. It's still a, a pride that feels pretty big and the march does feel big, but it's I think small. it had, and I could be wrong, but I think it had 10,000 people, Yeah, which is really small mm-hmm. for a pride. So it was really cool because it still felt like community. Yeah, It felt like togetherness. It wasn't, it didn't feel branded like mm-hmm. a lot of these prides tend to feel, the bigger yes. ones. So that was really cool. It was beautiful, and and it had like its political moments. It had its, you know, like just community, community based all the way around. It was beautiful so much so that we were like, oh man, this reminded us of what Mexico City Pride felt like when we first went. And obviously that has changed because TikTok, y'all just take something good and know <laughs> how to blow it up. And I'm like, great, I want other people to experience it, but it's not the same. And so I think now Oaxaca Pride has such a special place in my heart. Yes. And we are definitely going next year to Oaxaca Pride. So if you're listening and you want to join, like we might be doing a little pride party. Yeah, (laughs) party. We're trying to team up with some people, travel agents to see if we can take a group to Oaxaca Pride because it was just so magical. That was incredible. I, I think, yes, I think people should experience Oaxaca. But when you experience Oaxaca from... A gay lens and it's just so welcoming within that community yeah and it feels a lot of like there's so much love and support and they had mushes do you want to explain what the what those are yeah so in mexico there's actually a little town i don't know the name um i'll have to add it into the description but there's a little town in mexico where trans people or non-binary folks are treated with like as royalty mm-hmm. um they are the breadwinners of the family they tend to uh, prosper there it's almost like a blessing the family has received a blessing from the gods or the universe or yeah when a new baby is born yeah <laughs> and so it's like it's like celebrated it's definitely mm-hmm. not shunned or frowned upon or you know there's so what, there's what, so much respect yeah yeah the mushes like there's they're just treated like like they are you know just a huge respect and they're not they're not fully men they're not fully women they're just this you know, space in between and they, their presence is just, they just exude, I don't know, like, I don't, I feel like what you would feel probably when you go to a church, like it just feels like an honor to be in yeah. front of them and they're also gentle and so yeah. And like, we met, kind. we met one um, specifically at Oaxaca Pride and we just, we vibed so hard yeah. and we were talking to them and they were educating us on like what it means to be Musha mm-hmm. within the community and we had mentioned that we were getting married in Oaxaca and they were just like, wait, send me an invite because I will show up with my <laughs> friends and we will be part of the celebration. Yeah. This sounds like so much fun. So I think we might have mushes at our wedding. I would love which that. I think would be so cool to educate our friends and like mm-hmm. give them that experience of and just education overall. Especially just because like we, you know, we're our whole dynamic and even with Precios and everything that we are, we, we try to be so inclusive and there are so many more spaces in the LGBT, you know, spectrum for these in-between spaces. And uh, I just, I can't wait for them to see what we saw and learn, learn all about Oaxacan culture. And for this town to exist in Oaxaca. Yeah. That's just the coolest part of it all. Yeah. Well, I think it goes back to like colonialism and mm-hmm. just like 
how it used to be back in the day. Like indigenous folks oh, were right. all about dual inclusivity, dual spirit, yeah. yeah, dual, dual spirited, non-binary, mm-hmm. you know, gay. Like that was all fine. Yeah, it was just this fluidity of you know this like the human form and the human shell is just so linear and for lack of a better word, so boring. <laughs> and it's just, you know, the the evolution of being able to feel what you feel and being so connected with your body and your spirit and to be able to like morph and change. Like just because you are in one being or one form doesn't mean you have to stick with that for the rest of your life. And what I love about, you know, indigenous cultures and, you know, finding out about, you know, openness and more spiritedness is just that connection you have. Like mm-hmm. you just, when you feel something, you go for it instead of doubting or wondering what other people are going to think or, you know, the constrictions of our everyday life that colonialism and, you know, and all of this, this history kind of like put on us, like, no, you have to be this and you have to be this way and you have to be this forever. Yeah. There's no room for growth. There's no room for change. There's no room for, well, today I want to do this and today I want to be that. It's, yeah. I know. I, I and I think being in the states too. Yeah, no, I agree. But I think being in the states, especially right now with all the LGBT anti LGBTQ rights mm-hmm. that are being taken away left and right through state, like it's so refreshing to go to Mexico and just feel free, feel free right? to just be. And how, how backwards not, is that? Yeah, it is backwards <laughs> because I feel like they like I don't know television and media often claim that Mexico is so dangerous. And I'm not going to lie, there are parts of Mexico where we probably wouldn't go, but there are parts in the U.S. where I wouldn't go and I wouldn't feel safe. You know, yeah. the South is not where I want to go. The South Florida is definitely not where I want to go. Some of the North, some of the West, some of the East, because like, there's yeah. not a lot of places. But overall, we always feel safe. And yeah. if you're listening to this and you're a queer person of color, I think that you should definitely plan a trip to Mexico and just see it for yourself. Yeah. Because it's but- worth it. But do your research, make sure you wind up at the right places because, you know, it, it's it's so beautiful. And I'm not talking about like the Cancuns and the touristy places, like actually go and experience Mexican culture and, and the history and the traditions mm-hmm. out there. And there's so much, you'll be surprised. Like, there's so much queerness and queerness in, in history out there. And I feel so much more safe and open and accepted in a place like Oaxaca and I think that's why it was so important for us to have our wedding there because mm-hmm. I I just want to feel like the love and support with all of our family so they understand like why we fell in love with Oaxaca so much. And I mean, to your point, I feel like it's uh, the rights in the U.S. are like, for women, for being a person of color, for being gay. It's just like we check all those boxes. So what is left for us? So I don't know. I'm like this close to packing my bags every day <laughs> and not coming back. Yeah, we literally go back and forth. And maybe yeah. we can in the future. Maybe we can live by coastal, you know, if we yeah. play our cards right and we, we are smart about it. Yeah. Because, I mean, we're talking about kids too. And I don't know how I feel. I don't feel comfortable sending our kids to school, if I'm honest. With a bulletproof backpack? Exactly. Yeah. No, that's uh-huh. not the life that they should live. And so it's just interesting so to crazy. now have to think about, like, what do we want that future to look like? Yeah. Um, but that's real. Yeah. That, that these are real conversations that we have with each other every day. These are real questions. Like, what what are we going to do? Where are we going to go? Where, where are our kids going to feel comfortable? Where are they going to feel safe? Where are they going to feel accepted? Mm. And then we both have such different life experiences. You grew up in a big metropolitan city, yeah, L.A., and I grew up in a smaller town. And both of them had their pros and cons, but both of them had a lot of cons, too. And I don't know exactly right now what to solve and what the answer would be. But 
from both of our experiences, I don't like either of them yeah. to be an option, if I'm honest. <laughs> like, I think in this, I think where you grew up, you didn't have enough things to keep you occupied, so you're always getting in trouble. It's not that. It was just so small-minded. Yeah, Because you're, the circle was so small. You know, I, I didn't see, the first time I saw a gay person, like, happily or, or even that looked like me was when I moved to LA because they did not exist in my town right. at all. Like, you, you, if they did, they were closeted. And so you had, like, such an... I had an, the complete opposite. The, yeah, you had a lot of openness I had way too many options in LA to get in trouble. <laughs> and, yeah, I too much freedom. Too much freedom across Which the board. Which is scary as well. Yeah. A lot of, like, bad influences Especially as well. Especially if you're a kid like me. I was a curious kid. I've always mm. been like, how do things work? What can I do? What can I do? And if I can't do it, I'm going to try to figure out how to do it. Oh, my like, God. That was me as a pray kid. Pray for me. And <laughs> <laughs> your embryo. I'm so nervous. <laughs> we're so close. Speaking of embryos. I, I mean, like right after the wedding, we're going to try. Yeah. And That's the plan. That's yeah. the plan. Ready. But I, I don't know. And just be honest with me. Uh, do you really feel like you're going to slow down? Okay, so I've been I've been going back and <laughs> forth in my head about it. Like, what does that life look like? You know, if I'm going to get bedridden, if I have to cut back on stress, that means yeah. I have to take myself out of certain situations, right? Yeah. Like, I love Preciosa Night, and it's an amazing movement, but it's very stressful on this end. And behind mm -hmm. the scenes, there's so much planning and so many things that go wrong yeah. that we have to fix on a short time span that stresses out yeah. internally that a lot of people don't see. Yeah. And so for me, I've thought about that. Like, I'm going to have to take a step back from Precious tonight a little bit, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to planning and things. I, I'm probably just going to show up, like, blindly <laughs> as, like, everybody else. So basically, it's going to fall on me. <laughs> <laughs> you and our friends. Yeah. I'll, I'll help coordinate, but I think as yeah. far as stress levels, yeah, it's something that I've been thinking about. Yeah. But I also think that there's one thing that I've always wanted to do. Ooh. And I think that when I'm pregnant, it's probably the right Time to take up this hobby. What is it? Hobby number 147. Oh, I know. <laughs> but I've always wanted to be a DJ and like as a hobby. And so I think what? that if I'm pregnant and I'm, I'm, I can't go out, I might as well just bring the party to myself and learn how to DJ, learn what how to mix. Mean? People are going to want you to live stream in <laughs> to the Preciosa party and you be the DJ. I'm cool with that too, you know? Like, that's less stress. I don't have, you know, anybody yelling at me to play a different song or, like, to get off stage. But I think it would be a cool thing to just check off my list. And I honestly have never seen a pregnant woman DJ, and I think that would be so empowering yeah. to just, I don't know, DJ Dude. at, like, seven months and just bring the house down. Oh my god! Yeah. I, I'm just wondering, like, okay, now what? What is the bedtime music gonna sound like <laughs> for our poor baby? Because it's gonna be listening to like everything in the club. Like, so, Titi me preguntó. Yeah, it'd be like fucking Buenas noches. Bad Bunny, Buenas noches. Yeah. <laughs> the remix. Yeah, I think that's such a cool idea. See, this is you, y'all. You, you're singing it in live, like real time. This is how it starts. She just throws out like, "Hey, I, I want to try this thing," and then I'm like. <laughs> Uh-huh. And now, y'all are going to see me super busy now figuring out how to make her a DJ and, like, <laughs> cut to a year from now. And we're, like, at Coachella. Yeah. We're, like, pregnant. at Coachella pregnant. Like, woo! Opener. And so this is how it starts. She just throws out a crazy idea. And then I'm like, okay, let me figure out how to do this for you. <laughs> well, that's but why I, I love you. you. I think you're the best wing person. Yeah. And I couldn't have picked a better partner because... Most people would run or most people would tell me, like, that's impossible. Like, yeah. nobody's ever done it. You shouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. um, and you're the complete opposite. You're like, screw it. Let's figure it out together <laughs> and let's make it happen if it's something that you want to do. Aww. I mean, I 
I'm I'm very like fortunate that I have a partner who's such a big dreamer and I just love being an executor and for for me what I would love to see you just be is just happy like I don't want you to lose this like freeness and this excitement and this curiosity to like try something new because I think that's how resentment and bitterness happens right you get stuck in this thing and as of right now we don't have kids so this is the time to like figure things out before I think we have to get a little bit more consistency and be a little bit more realistic but in the meantime like let's ride this until the wheels fall off like up until you know you're pushing you know baby out like try try everything try try what you want to try and I'm here to support you and yeah yeah I love that about you thanks baby case yeah I always tell you it was like if you wanted to be an astronaut tomorrow I would start figuring out how to get you to NASA <laughs> like I that's that's like how much I love you and how much I believe in you because I know you can do it. If you wanted to wake up and be a doctor tomorrow, I'd be like, okay, well, here's a scalpel. I know you got this. Like, <laughs> I'll just help facilitate. <laughs> Best but, yeah. wife ever. Aw. I need you to remember that when I like change my mind constantly and relate. I'm like, remember when you said I'm a best wife ever? <laughs> <laughs> Balance. I'm I'm good in some places. I'm still, you know, working. I'm not perfect in other areas. And nobody said you were, but yeah, I hear you. When you're stubborn and you've changed your mind a million times over what to wear or where to go, mm -hmm. then I have to remember, yeah. I have to consult with wife. all of my different personalities <laughs> to figure out who is going to be taking charge today as a Gemini. <laughs> and there's a lot. Trust me. <laughs> but you, you deal. You hang. You yeah, hang in there. But what I I mean I really love the idea of you DJing. Do you know who you would um, who you would train with? Oh, a thousand percent. It'd be DJ Lady Soul, <laughs> my bestie. Shout out to Lady Soul. It'd also be Killed by Synth, if I'm honest. I like both of their styles for different reasons, oh. and I think I would just alternate, or I'd do like one week with Lady Soul, one week with Kill mm -hmm. by Synth V. Um, and hopefully, if you're watching this V, please take me in. Um, <laughs> I'll be the best student ever. Uh, yeah, and I think I would just, yeah, alternate and just see, mm. yeah. I love, I think for me, I love music so much. Yeah. And if you ask me, like, who's your favorite artist? I can't answer that because I I go through genres, like, mm. day and night. You know, yeah. I can wake up and I want to listen to Aretha Franklin. I can wake up the next day and I want to listen to No Doubt, like, mm -hmm. 1995 No Doubt. Like, you know, and then I wake up the next day and I'm like, well, I love Little Wayne, so let's go. And so, like, <laughs> it's just like this weird mix of just music. Yeah. Um. So I'm curious to see what mixes I come up with Same. with such a broad understanding and like love passion. for music. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think that's that's. I'm curious. Oh my god! You also see the wedding playlist that you put <laughs> together for Fresa because um, a DJ Fresa is going to be coming all the way for our wedding. And she's going to be DJing. I mean, we have like five DJs coming to our wedding. So I wouldn't doubt that people would just tap in One and jump in. One that's hired and four <laughs> that are coming as our guests. As guests. We, we love them. Yeah. But yeah, I'm curious at what point they're going to like get drunk enough or want to like plug in and just do their thing. A. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I, I feel like the mix that you've sent to DJ Fresa is like literally so broad. I, I feel so bad for her. She probably looked at this and like, I'm supposed to play this play this with all these things and like segue, but I have all the faith in the world with her. Yeah. She's, she's so amazing. And then we never talked about this, but this is such a cool element and I can't wait to show it on social media yeah. once it's like all fully done. Tell me. But um, as some of you know, we are making our own mezcal yes. for our wedding. And we've made um, three different types of batches of mezcal. And when 
Um, I'm mostly in charge of design. I do a lot of our graphics and everything. I'm not the best, but she can get She's by. She's lying. <laughs> For not being a graphic designer, always. Our flyers get the most praise. Aww. They come in clutch. They're amazing. Thank you. She's learning. You no, know, she went to YouTube good. Academy. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the best academy. Um, but what was something interesting as I was designing the label, I I felt like it was just missing something. And like, I love mezcal. Mezcal is so important to me. And that felt like it was an element of me. But I'm like, what element of you is in this bottle where they look at it and it's both of us? And I, I always try to think of you know, outside the box, like how can I really incorporate it and make it feel like it's two two different entities together it's not just me it's not just you and so when I was designing the bottle I created um I used our playlist that we have going together where it's just music that we've collected together over our whole relationship of like love songs and fun songs and sad songs and all these things songs um sex playlist songs (laughs) but it's just like a little bit of everything and I I found a way to pull the Spotify QR code um, that in a very pretty way that matched the label. So now when you um, look at our mezcal bottles, you can scan it and you can be taken straight to our playlist that has our music. So it brings in mezcal, which I love, and music, what you love, and puts it all together. Eminem, baby. <laughs> so I thought that was a really beautiful idea. And I can't wait for you all to see it. It's, yeah, we're almost, we're, we're leaving Tawaka early yeah. to kind of like finalize those things. By the time you'll be listening to this, we will be 12 days. Oh my God. <laughs> 12 days away from our wedding, which is so insane to think about. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's been coming and we've been planning and we really hope that our friends and family have the best time because at the end of the day, that's all we want. And I, I'm like so excited to just have all of my favorite people under one roof Yeah, for a whole weekend where we can just eat and drink and laugh. And maybe cry together. Oh, there will be lots of crying. <laughs> um, but I mean, I didn't mean to like segue and like take a whole detour from Oaxaca Pride because I have such an embarrassing story to tell you guys. <laughs> and I only say this because like I love my Oaxacan family, but what I've learned is that Oaxacans can drink and I like thought I can hate. Mother. <laughs> like they can wake up drinking some micheladas for breakfast. Drink. Do some mezcal shots for lunch, maybe some Bacardi for dinner, and, and then just repeat. keep going and yeah. keep going. And so for Oaxaca Pride, and I never, never, ever, ever let myself loose. Like I always am the one taking care of everybody or watching everybody. But I, for whatever reason, the sun hit me. I learned my lesson the hard way. You gotta stay <laughs> hydrated when you do these marches yes. and drink water with everything else. And I was trying to keep up with my cousins. And sure enough, like before it even got late, you Jay knew I was drunk. Because when I drink and I'm like getting to that point, <laughs> I, my eyes close. I don't know why. You got tiny I eyes. I get like little you tiny like eyes. This and you're, I'm like, baby, you okay? You're like, yeah, <laughs> best time. Ooh. I'm like, that's oh, what yeah, I sound That's like? exactly what you sound like. I don't think so. Yeah, no, literally. As the person that sees you drunk all the time. <laughs> But you found this like clip in your phone and it's me literally just standing there. My eyes literally closed and I miss a step and I'm like, oh, and then I don't know, maybe we can pop it in and like show you all. But yeah, it's pretty funny. I love that clip. It was so bad. And then literally as we're coming home to my, my cousin's house in Oaxaca, I missed the step and it was a little teeny tiny step to like go down into the, I guess, the dining room area. Missed it. 
face plant forward onto the marble ground. And I was just like, leave me here. Like, <laughs> you were so embarrassed. <laughs> if there's anything I don't like when I'm drunk, don't look at me. I'm like, I'm disgusting. <laughs> I don't like, I don't like help. I take care of myself. And Jay was like trying to lift me up and she was like, let's go to bed, like get off the ground. And I'm like, no, leave me here. Like, just like put a, a blanket uh, on me. You're like a wiggle worm. You wouldn't, you wouldn't no. get up. So then I was like, screw it. You can go to sleep there. Mm -hmm. And then your cousin Jorge was like, no, I'll help you. Drags my lifeless yeah. body Literally upstairs. Literally throws you over his shoulder. And then brings me upstairs. And then the next morning, oh my God. We had to do the food tasting for yep. the wedding. Yeah, we did. And that's the only reason why I'm segueing back to this because I was so sick the day after that I literally burned everything in my throat. So when it came to the food tasting, I couldn't taste anything. Like it, it was like a small version of what I'm sure it tasted like, but it looked so beautiful. And I was looking at you and I was so sorry. I was uh, I'm I know I'm here at this food tasting, but I'm really not here. Like I can't I can't give an accurate opinion. Yeah. So I'm I'm trusting you to take the wheel. Which was perfectly fine because I love cooking and I love yeah. cuisine. So for me it was like, oh I got this in the yeah. bag. Like it's just totally fine. You take a nap, do whatever you need to do. I did not nap. But, but it was <laughs> so funny when uh, as soon as we walked in, they were like, Hi Eden and Jay, congratulations. Oh Here's God. a welcome cocktail. And I'm like, thanks so much. Eden's like, nope, I need to go in the restroom. I can't even look or smell alcohol right now. Yeah, the guy, he was like, would you like a water? And I was like, yes. And then he'd bring the water, turn around. And now, and he's like, where did it go? And I was like, can I have another water? Actually, can I have four waters <laughs> right now? I'm just trying not to throw up right now. And yeah. it's it was so hard. And I, I give you all the praise in the world. I know the food is going to be amazing. I can't wait to try it myself the day of the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be so surprised. I'm gonna be so surprised. I love it. Um, I'm gonna be like with everybody else, like, well, what's coming up next? Like, mm -hmm. I wonder how it's gonna taste. Mm -hmm. But the food tasting, like, it, I'm sure it was phenomenal. The, it was what was your favorite? Would you say? What are you most looking forward to? Um, the appetizers. We Ooh. chose. I chose. <laughs> I was like, what did we choose? <laughs> uh, I chose ceviche, shrimp ceviche, as a starter mm -hmm. because it's going to be really hot, and I thought that cold foods made the most sense oh, for our that's guests. Smart. Yeah. So there's some shrimp ceviche. There's um, guacamole and chips. Yeah. There is a couple of finger foods as well that are on a, on the colder side. The only thing I asked for was a memelita because yeah. I know how those taste. <laughs> there will definitely be memelitas as well for the appetizers. And for those that don't know, memelitas are like um, small tortillas and they tend to have like uh, bean spread and cheese and avocado. Cheese and, avocado. <laughs> uh, and they're really good. They're like bite size. Uh, Eden loves to add lettuce on hers. So we added lettuce, yeah. I believe, um, on the memelitas. And then I'm really excited. The entree is amazing, but I don't want to give it all away as well. But the um, dessert. So yes. I don't know if y'all know, but Eden and I aren't cake eaters. We don't like cake at all. Not our thing. We think it's a waste of... It's so funny because Solomon <laughs> is looking at us right now with the biggest eyes. Like, how dare you not have a cake at your wedding? We're not cake people. We don't like cake. That is a sin to not like cake. Oh my God. Don't like cake. We're just not big cake people. No, okay. at all. And so we had been going back and forth. Like, do we get a cake just for the show or do we not? Are we at, We're not going to actually eat it. And then we played with the idea of like donuts, maybe a donut wall. And we were like, screw it. Mm. So we landed on just having like a really beautiful dessert for everyone individually. 
Because my, my other thing with cake is that it goes to waste. Like it doesn't so all get eaten. I'm definitely not traveling from Oaxaca to back to LA with like a tier of cake. Um, and I don't want to be wasteful. I think that this wedding, we're trying our best to be resourceful. Yeah. Even our wedding dresses are recycled. Yeah. And recycled materials. Made, made so recycled like materials. we're really trying to make sure our, our footprint isn't big. Um, and so, well, originally we thought we were going to have creme brulee. Like yes. That was always our vision. When we talked about first getting married um, years ago, uh, <laughs> the first wedding, uh, it, we always knew creme brulee was going to have some element to it um, because that was always our dessert of choice. If there's ever creme brulee on a menu, it doesn't really matter how full we are. Like we'll make room for it. That's kind of the only dessert we can get behind. And the chef uh, gave us a sample. Yeah, I started to get taste buds back towards the end, mm -hmm. like right in, right in time for the dessert. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> and then uh, he brought out two options for creme brulee. One was lavender creme brulee and one was orange creme brulee. And they were both phenomenal. Yeah, they were incredible. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, I also have this chocolate dessert. It's like a, a slither of chocolate cake with chocolate on chocolate um, on chocolate. horchata ice cream and... Uh, what is it? The little balls. Uh, oh, it's tapioca. Tapioca with mint. And it had like a bunch of other amazing flavor palette. Like it, a mint chiffonade. Yeah, it I'm was pronouncing that wrong. amazing. <laughs> but so he brought this out and we're like, yeah, we're going to do the, the creme brulee, but like bring it out anyways. And then we take a bite and we were both like, holy shit, this is amazing. Oh, like this man. needs to be yeah. the dessert. We, we thought 100% there was nothing that was going to sway us from creme brulee. Correct. And then... Cake ended up making it on the <laughs> on the roster individually, so yeah. no wasted pieces, which no. makes me very happy. So it is, uh, it is its own piece of cake with its own ice cream and all of these really cool elements. And he used science to be yeah. able to like freeze the almost like a boba, but it was cold and like flavorful inside. The, when you bite into it, like it the really balls cool. like burst and stuff. So it was really cool. He didn't even have a name for it. He just came up the chef just whipped it up and chef marco for those that are wondering yeah. we'll drop his info on the spotify description very very phenomenal chef uh, he just elevates latin cuisine so yeah. well and we wanted a balance we wanted stuff to be natural too and that was on me for saying that because i told them i was like i don't want things to be unnatural to the to oaxaca and to the land like i don't want you flying in things i don't yeah. want you pulling things from other places that aren't natural to Oaxaca because I felt that's just so wasteful. So let's let's use what Oaxaca is known for. And one of the first dishes that he pulled out for us to try for dinner was a chicken that was stuffed with cheese and grasshoppers. Chapulines. I should have known better than to I I I know and I immediately when he brought out the grasshoppers I was like. I did say lean into the culture, but yes, I didn't she mean did. like lean in that far. Like we could lean back a little bit. And it's so funny because I love chapulines. I will eat them if we're out and like I'm having a beer. I'll eat it with my guac. It's Man. fine. I, I don't mind it. I think it's it's what they eat. It's their tradition. There's no shade in it. But Eden will not touch them at all. So when it. he came out with this chicken that was stuffed with chapulines, I died. Like it was the complete opposite of what she would want, especially yeah. on a hungover day. Oh, man. <laughs> And I was like, I gotta eat bugs right now. I'm like, I don't know what made me more sick uh, with alcohol or the bugs. But I did, I did eat the bugs. It was good. I did try the bugs. The it was bugs good. Were great. But then we thought about it and we're like, okay, a lot of our friends, this is their first time in Mexico, and this is probably a little too much, much for them. Yeah. So we pulled back and we're like, maybe not chapulines, <laughs> but 
maybe some carne asada, yeah. maybe something that is traditional Mexican, mm -hmm. but not too too foreign uh, <laughs> foreign to them. For yeah. sure. Let's ease them into yes. the culture. Maybe <laughs> if we're all drunk at a bar like the day before oh, the it's wedding gonna happen. and you know, they're all trying it. Like, yes. I'm definitely gonna make everybody try the book. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, all at this, the end, yeah, at all the end of it. Say, we, we smashed it. We, yeah. we locked in 95% of our wedding Ow. during that trip. And then we got this crazy email from Alaska Airlines. Oh my God. In the middle of this. So the plan was we were gonna be in Oaxaca and then fly to Mexico City for Pride. A bunch of our friends were flying in and we had we wanted to celebrate Pride together. We also Preciosa. And we had Preciosa Night, which was our first collaboration ever. Ever. And it was a big deal because we wanted to add it to the tour and we yeah. had a ton of people that were interested in flying in. Mm -hmm. And in the middle of us, two days away from flying to Mexico City, Alaska Airlines sent us the most beautiful email. Um, basically saying that they've seen what we've been doing for the community. They've seen what Preciosa Night is and they're very proud of what the movement is yeah. and they would love to celebrate us for Pride. I love that. And they were going to fly us from any airport in the U.S. to to San Francisco mm -hmm. to San do Francisco like a celebration on, at the terminal, a terminal and then fly into Seattle to see Janet Jackson for one night. It was like the last stop on her tour. Box seats. Box seats. <laughs> all taken care of. Uh, a beautiful hotel to sleep in for the night. And then they were going to fly us back to wherever we needed to be. The problem was that we were in Oaxaca and not in the U.S. And we That's a have big problem. If, if anyone is wondering, that's like, she makes it sound small. That was a big problem. <laughs> yes. And we had to make it into the U.S. within the, the next 24 hours to catch the flight to San Francisco to make it in time to Seattle for, for Jenna Jackson. And Eden looked at me like, this is cute. Like, she was like, this is so cute. I love that they reached out. Like, maybe next year. And I looked at her like, no, no, this year, I'm going to look at all the flights right now and figure this out because I'm not missing Janet Jackson. Like, I don't know. She's getting old. Like, I don't know how much time we have with her. And for me, she was like on the top of my celebrities that I've not, artists that I've never seen live. Oh, man. Eden's I, giving me the craziest look right now. I, I'm just like, this is my. This is on me. I have no one else to blame but myself because I don't tell you no. Didn't more she just often. say she loves how artistic I am though? And how, I like, love that. I do love that, but at the expense of the exhaustion yeah. at the time because I knew what the next thirty-two hours was going to look like because we could only fly in. The, the only flight that would make it on time is if we flew from San Diego, but we'd have to fly from Oaxaca to Tijuana, cross the border from Tijuana into the United States and then get to San Diego from San Diego all in one same day, go to San Francisco from San Francisco, then go to Seattle and then come all the way back to San Diego, cross the border back and then go to Mexico City. Mm -hmm. that, that is correct. That was that was the, the layout. That was the map. That was the math so in order to pull all of this off. And then I was like, no, there's no way. There's no way we're going to be able to do this. And then we did it. I had my first meltdown in the hotel. It was a really nice hotel, though. So if I'm going to pick a good place to have a meltdown and start crying, that was the place because it had been so stressful to make every single flight. Mm -hmm. And we came close to, like, not getting on a bunch of flights. and But we, we pulled it off and we made it. We made it back. Like we always do because we're <laughs> bosses. <laughs> there's a we're a very si se puede where there's a will there's a way. 
We'll find it. It was so fun. And I will say, Alaska, they just know how to party. They know how to bring the pride spirit. And they're so proud. And we had the Drag King read-along on the flight, which was incredible. We also learned how to do clap bands on the flight. And all in unison. And they all... um. They said we all flew first class and they gave us open bar, open, like anything Snacks. we wanted on the menu, anybody can have. And this wasn't like an influencer flight. It was a flight full of regular people that were just trying to get to Seattle <laughs> on that Wednesday. So it was really cool to to have them like treat everybody equally, yeah. everybody first class. And they did this really cool thing on the plane that is like a core memory now where they um, got on the mic on the intercom and they introduced all the influencers that they had brought on and what movement they were working on and why we should all support them. And, and we got a round of applause from all these strangers on the on the flight. Yeah. Which is we really like, cool. like, hi, we're here with these brown Latina gays. And, <laughs> and I just want to say, Eden and I were the only women mm -hmm. out of all the influencers and the only, like, women of color. Like, it was all men. Yeah. You was, know? We were the men. only women in that lineup. So that's that's pretty dope. It was it was really nice to represent and when I when I think about you know why did we say yes why did we say yeses why do we always say and yes and by we she means me why do you why do I agree with you <laughs> and it's because like this always wins the argument every time when you throw this out because normally my answer is no mm -hmm. and then she's like if we don't do this then you're giving room for another white man to take that position uh huh and that wins the argument every single time. And so for me, I was like, there isn't, there isn't enough representation and it doesn't matter how tired we are. It doesn't matter how exhausting this whole endeavor is and it's worth it. It's worth it. So our community sees that in this room and in this space, there is somebody else that looks like you. Uh, you know, we fight to take up space all the time. And if we close the door, that just leaves it open for somebody else who's you know, not like us. And so we don't want that to happen. We don't want our community to fade into the background or for our community to feel like we don't deserve something like this. And Correct. We don't deserve to hang out at these tables and to be around these circles and to, you know, fly Alaska Airlines with these random strangers. But we tell these random strangers that these two, like, little queer Latinas are doing big things and you should support them and you should support the movement and you should learn more about it and that we exist. And I think that's the point, right? Is to keep telling people that we exist and keep taking up space, whether it's in the plane or on the ground or in, you know, different parts of the world. It's so important for us. And so that wins the argument every time of why we, we show up. And doesn't mean I'm not going to have my meltdowns. I'm still human and I'm still tired. And But it, it makes it worth it every single time when somebody messages us and says, thank you. Like, yeah. I, I never, I look forward to seeing Pride every year. But the more I see you guys show up at Pride, the yeah. more I actually feel seen. And it it feels like you're going on behalf of us. And yeah. like Which is so true because even recently we just got a DM um after we announced that our dresses were coming from Oh yeah. Uh, Grace Loves Lace. A woman DM'd us and she's like, Wow, like I to see you guys make content for Grace Loves Lace, Lace meant the world to me because primarily they don't women that look like us mm. um they don't you know they they have a you know a roster that looks a certain type of way well i mean they it's like any other bridal boutique that they use a lot of models yeah. and uh, there's nothing wrong with that 
you know, models are beautiful. That's why they're models. But we are not <laughs> models in that way. Like, yeah, she meant we're not the we're the not like model the type. Super tall, very thin. Like the the dresses are gonna fit and look a certain way. But on us, we you know we are us. Like we we're not like the skinniest people in the world. I mean, not me, you maybe. But <laughs> you still have curves, and our bodies look and, and, and you know look different than a typical model that wears mm -hmm. the dress. And so when we tried on the dresses at Grace Loves Lace, and she saw it on somebody with hips and she saw it on somebody who you know isn't blonde and things like that like it really meant a lot to her and she was really like proud to thank you for I'm taking proud. up space because you know she's thinking about getting married too and now she's considering grace loves lace because she saw what dresses can look like on somebody who looks like her <laughs> but that's why we do this, right? That's why we're tired. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to start a GoFundMe for Botox because I need to, like, snatch this back. I think it's time. <laughs> I think it's time. We both need new faces. We do. We do. We're, we're about that. We're coming, so coming to the beginning. The biggest eye roll. I love this episode. <laughs> There's a lot of sass coming from sass behind the scenes. in this corner over here. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm really um, fortunate for the amount of space that we have taken yeah. up. And... You know, we did Mexico City Pride, and there were so many great, incredible moments from that night. Incredible. People flew from Virginia. People flew in from L.A., uh, San Diego, like everywhere. Just to Florida. Come <laughs> Florida, even, to come and do a Preciosa Night mm -hmm. with us in Mexico City. And overall, the vibe was amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, we brought it. We always bring it. It was our first collaboration. There were some things that happened that yeah. we weren't a fan of. Um, I can't sit here and say that we'll ever collaborate with Aya Mexico ever again. We will never collaborate but, with Aya Mexico but ever it again. Was, so I'll say that. Yeah, <laughs> but it was uh, an experience. And yeah. I think we had the fact that we had never collaborated, I think it was in the back of our heads. Like, do we need to collaborate um, more with Precios tonight? And the answer is no. Yeah. The answer is that Eden and I have been doing it by ourselves and we'll continue to do it by ourselves because there's a certain repertoire and there's a yeah. certain level of execution that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. Safety is huge for us. Mm -hmm. Security is huge for us. Mm -hmm. um, price tickets are huge for us. And those three things you rarely can control when you collaborate with another brand. I think for us, we're so protective of Preciosa and our community and no one's going to love Preciosa like the way we love Preciosa. No one's going to care for our people the way we care for them. No one's going to take them into consideration as much as we do. So or I the think money that they have in their pockets as much as we do. And for us, Preciosa is like the only people I want to work with are our Preciosas. <laughs> Those are the only people I need to work with and that's fine. And I think that's the only way that we can 100% guarantee that when you come to an event that is preciosa is if somebody cares about the community as much as we do. And from that experience, we learned that people don't. People don't care about it as much in, in the way that we do where it's people first. Yeah. And we learned that the hard way. And I'd rather just never take that risk again. Um, that's for fair. For me personally, because I got trust issues now. <laughs> and and I'm okay with that. You know, I think, I, I think we've worked hard enough and I would hate hate for anyone to have a bad experience um on behalf of someone else that we're collaborating with and that being with. thrown on our on our side so i think that was a learning yeah experience. it was a learning experience we tried and it we yeah did we tried it, it. we it didn't is, like it and yeah. that's okay too <laughs> that's life you know at least we could say we did it and you know I, I we did our best we still gave a great performance yeah but at the end of the day that's still a collaboration is still out of our control 
um, when it is somebody else's event too. Correct. So it's not 100% us. And we can't 100% guarantee the experience because now you have to share the space. Right. So overall, it was great. Yeah. I think the, the fans were always amazing. Um, but yeah, we learned a valuable lesson. And then from Mexico City, we went back to LA to throw our first festival. Our first festival. Which is nuts. Where How did we do cheese? that in like a year? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was insane. I had, I don't, I don't know if I've talked about this, but last year, like right before New Year's, I made a list on a big piece of paper of things that I wanted to accomplish this year. And on that list was throwing your first Preciosa Fest. Oh, I need to find that list. It, you did we could plug it in. I think we have it at home. It's dated and everything. And I was like, these are the things that I want to do this year. We're going to do them. And I started manifesting and then fast forward to actually throwing a free Latino Pride Festival yeah. in L.A., like out of all places was huge it was it's unheard of it's wild to think that's what i tell you guys she comes in with these crazy <laughs> ideas and now it's my job to figure out how to get them to happen but it's you could wake up tomorrow and be like i want to throw a festival and like look at we did it yeah we, we did, did it do that. and all under a year mm -hmm. like i don't know any other brand any other influencer, influencer <laughs> <person>. or, <laughs> like just event person that can literally take eight thousand people because that was our head count eight thousand people mm -hmm. showed up to the space to celebrate Preciosa Fest. And like, I would say 80% of them were re recurring and the other yeah. 20 were new. They hadn't, yeah. they didn't know what our movement was. They love it now, the mm -hmm. amount of DMs that we received. They came from LA Pride, a lot of them yeah. too, because they saw us on the big stage, the only Latin representation. Um, and on all that of LA Pride. <laughs> on that stage for that little tiny 90 minutes. But we, we made it count and that was the impact that we had. Right. And so they saw us there and then came obviously to Preciosa Fest and they were like, we're not going to miss it. And they were in front row. They were vibing. They were like living their best life. And that was a community that we brought mm -hmm. and it was all ages. Mm -hmm. So that was really cool to see kids. Yeah. And like holding get, up a little pride flag. We get a ton of DMs of, of people that are not 21. They're, they're maybe 20 or 19 and they're like, I love what you're doing. I just hate that I can't come. Yeah. So this was our way of giving back to that, that range of yeah. people that really want to experience it. Yeah, and then um, it was also the moms, too, yeah. that got to bring their kids and have this experience. It was the vendor selection and the great community of people who yeah. came and showed up. I will say it was hot. It was the hottest day in all of L.A. that, that day. That of all came days. out of nowhere. It was not hot at all. We no. were, like, freezing from January until July 1st, so we yeah. didn't think anything of it. And then, boom, heat. sun came out, heat wave. We're like, what is this? But, you know, once it got cooler, once it got darker, that's when everybody started to come out. Yeah. And thankfully, that's when we had our performances lined up and were additional performances. And our musical guests, I they know. were incredible. Uh, our, we had a whole lineup that had queer representation. Yeah, the entire of, lineup. Of Latinas, Latina musicians. Who does that? Nobody. We did that. And it was just And so it was top-notch. Like, the tiaras had just performed at South by Southwest. Conexión Divina had just performed at Coachella. And Irene, like, Diaz. Irene Diaz had just had a um, a residency mm -hmm. at the Silver Lake Lounge. Yeah. Like these are big hitters yeah. that decided to collaborate with us because they believed in the movement. Mm. And we have Mariachi Arcoiris. Mariachi Arcoiris. Yeah. O the only queer mariachi band in the entire world. World. We're like, yeah, I got you. I'll come, <laughs> we'll come and perform. We love you. Yeah. <laughs> We're big fans. 
Uh, but it was just wild to bring it all together on the main stage. And so much so, like, the the Preciosa effect happened, which is, like, a lot of healing and a lot of, like, hope. And there was this beautiful moment for one of our friends. There's actually two beautiful moments. Oh, but two. one was our friend, uh, DJ Fresa, who was the opening DJ for Preciosa Fest. They ended up bringing their mom to oh, the festival that that was their plus one so they flew in moment. because they don't live in la but they're gonna move to la soon so i'm really excited it's about time yeah. <laughs> it's super, about damn time super talented dj but anyways they brought their mom as their plus one and throughout the night the mom had never been to any type of queer event let alone a queer festival mm -hmm. you know and so dj fresa was showing them around they got to enjoy the vendors they really got to like bond yeah. And at the end of the night, she came up to us and she was like almost in tears. She was so excited that like her mom came up to her towards the end of the night and yeah. told her how sorry she was for the way that mm -hmm. she treated her when she came out. Because in the Latino community, it's really rare to have family, um, friends even sometimes that mm -hmm. are super accepting or that are okay with like just yeah. being gay in general. Super accepting right off the bat. Right. Yeah. Um, there's more negative stories than positives. And so I guess her coming out, their coming out story wasn't that great. Mm -hmm. um, and so the mom was apologizing yeah. to them that night. And she said she was sorry for the trauma yeah, that she, she caused. Exactly. She was sorry for the trauma and everything that she caused and that she had never been to an event where like culture and queerness, queerness <laughs> come together in this beautiful way. And they can exist. And they can coexist. Um, so that was magical. Like, to your point, I think that is the preciosa effect effect for sure i think that's the barrier that we break right it's like i mean for lack of better analogies there's a wall <laughs> that is built in between the queer community and our culture and we break down that wall and we say both can exist both can not only coexist but both can flourish and be this beautiful thing if you let it and people are going to tell us no and people are going to tell us that we're crazy and people are going to tell us like you're going against it but it's that's not what we're here for. We're here to prove people wrong every single time. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about the Preciosa effect. <laughs> yeah. And then the Tiaras. Oh, yeah. Which the Tiaras is a um, three sister band from Texas and they flew in. Yeah. Go get them and, on yeah, Spotify. Literally. A motherfucking sap. They are uh, so talented. Incredible. And they're ran by their dad. Like their dad is their manager. And so they came and one of them is identifies as queer. Yeah. Um, and she's also, they're all Latinos. And she was saying how much she follows our content and yeah. how touched she is all the time to see like queer representation, especially within the Latino community. That's yeah. like healthy, you know, and you're we're always teaching people about mm -hmm. healthy relationships and and the do's and don'ts. And so she was just excited to be a part of Preciosa because yeah. she had been seeing it from a distance. I was like, I don't know who's fangirling more right now. Because we're both excited we're both, about each yeah, other. <laughs> for sure, for sure. It was so cute. And they were just, they came up to us after their set and they were saying how excited and how proud they were to be on a stage where it celebrates her queerness and yeah. her culture mm -hmm. and that she's never experienced like an audience like ours and she's never experienced like the vibe the vibe was everything yeah. and how thankful she is that we curated like every part of it and every yeah. it I, everybody kept saying that it felt like your tias or your aunts and uncles backyard yeah. party it was a big backyard though. yeah like a huge <laughs> backyard party where every you know everyone or you haven't met everyone but everybody like welcomes you with open arms and yeah. everybody's drinking and celebrating and dancing mm -hmm. and that was exactly the vibe that we wanted it to be so i yeah. think i think we nailed that 
What was so cute? This is just like a little mental note that I took though. Is that we made um, like uh, performance badges last minute. Yes. And then I told you, I was like, I'm going to make them super gay. They're going to take them off anyways. It's not a big deal. So I made them rainbow and I like, designed these like really cool lanyards that looked legit. They like, look like Coachella passes. They really do. I'm going to pop in a picture. They look pretty badass. She did a great job. Thank you. And I was like, if I'm going to do a, a badge for our first festival, it's going to look legit. So we designed it. We got them printed. And then I gave them to them with the, with the anticipation that all of the performers were going to take off the badges when they performed. Not a single one did. They all wore them the whole set. They wore them the whole day. They wore them the whole night. Like proud. Like, oh, like I'm like, I'm a, I have an artist pass. Like it was Coachella. Yeah. Like, oh, like going to security, you know. And I was like, I just printed those this morning, but okay. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> no, but I think that's the point. I think that everyone was proud. Even with the small amount of resource that we have, like we, we maximized it. Yeah. And we made it feel legit because it was legit. Mm -hmm. And we deserve the space to be ourselves and we yeah. deserve to be celebrated we do and so i think that was really cool and yeah there were a couple of hiccups you know along along the road yeah. like we did have an issue with one of the employees at mm -hmm. um rex and parks that wasn't the nicest and definitely made our lives um more difficult more difficult than it needed to be and yeah. i think the undertone there was that they were and are probably homophobic yeah and that you know was projected onto us being a queer Latina couple. Yeah. And I think that, you know, we... It's unfortunate. I mean, we, we always go and we talk about this. We're so protective of our community and we take a lot of punches for y'all um, backstage. And, you know, majority of the time you guys will never know what we had to go through in order to make this a safe space and make this a community. And the festival was just another one of those moments. Like there, there was an employee who ended up calling the cops on me yeah. during the festival. While we're trying to run a festival, well, which is so nuts to, to think about. Um, because she thought I, I stole her phone. And I was like, very much, I don't need your phone. I don't I don't even like- As a matter of fact- Care for you. <laughs> I, I never flex, but it just, I think it really irked me because like three days before the festival, Eden and I were on a call with Apple because they want to work with us. Yeah. And like the last thing we need is we don't like, need your phone. It's a phone. Girl. You know, we're, we're literally doing bigger, better things. And for her to accuse the host, yeah. one of the hosts of the entire festival, it was appalling and it was hurtful. And it was so, it was, it felt very targeted because yeah. there was no reason for her to even, like, I, I've, there was no reason for her to think that I would steal her phone. You yeah. know what I mean? The, the coincidence was like she left the phone in the bathroom. I happened to be one of the many people in this public bathroom who used it. But for whatever reason, she was hell-bent on me Correct. stealing the phone. And she was preventing me from going on stage to go introduce the, the tiaras yeah. at the time. Because now I have to deal with the police. And the police are saying, like... She wanted, she wanted the police to illegally search to, to search, search my all bags. of our things. Not just our bags. Our but friends, our volunteers, our staff. Like, everybody's bag. And there's not evidence. It was a public restroom. And I told her, I was like, hey, look, like, a preciosa... People lose their stuff all the time. We, they've lost purses. They've lost phones. They've lost bags, shoes, <laughs> pizzas. And we do our best to always have a lost and found. That's what it's there for because people lose their stuff. And our community is really great about returning things. And so I told her, I was like, there is a lost and found. Just go check the lost and found. It happens all the time at our events. And I'm sure someone who, if they're all 
our mm-hmm. people would turn it in. Mm-hmm. And she was just anti and against it. And then I think later on the day after the police like left and there was like this whole blowout about the phone, um, she ended up finding it. It ended up being in Lost and Found. Yeah. So, but it was and just not only very... that, like when she couldn't get her way with Eden, she moved her target to our our makeup artist, yeah. who um, came to the festival to do our makeup, but also came with two with her two young daughters. Yeah, and so she started accusing our friend of stealing her phone, and if she didn't steal it, then it was her two kids that stole it, which is yeah. like so insane because she is a mother herself, and yeah. like I don't understand like accusing someone in front of their kids Mm -hmm. you know like that's so wrong on so many levels there were so many mishaps that happened with this employee and like i think just the takeaway is that the city needs to do better parks and recs needs to do better the you know your beat your presence there needs to be to support the Mm -hmm. events that are happening and support the community and if you were doing neither of those things then you're not doing your job yeah and so i think at the end of the day just be professional and that's what we remain to be, like, at every single one of our events. Like, we're professional. And, like, it's it's nothing personal. All I care about is how you treat my friends, my family, and my staff with the same respect that they show you. And that's it, bottom line. Like, if you can't be professional, then you need to be pulled off. And I think it was the choice of the city and Parks and Rec to – keep her on staff throughout the whole event when she should have been pulled off a long time ago. Completely. And, but I hope that's a learning lesson to them. I hope that's a learning lesson to you know, the people who will work these events and hopefully she'll just do better and yeah. just wake up and realize that as a Latina and as a Latina mom, like you should just be supporting your community and that people deserve respect even if they have a different lifestyle than you. Like if someone treats you with respect, you should treat them back. Bottom line. And always Period. be professional. Period. On my wife's said. <laughs> but we're moving on to bigger and better things. And obviously. That is and I all think, I have yeah. to say. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. But overall, I don't want that to take away yeah. from like the experience because the experience was magical. We did that shit. Like yeah. we did that with even getting help. the cops called on us. We did even, that. <laughs> even getting the cops People on trying us. to tear us down. We still went on stage like, no big deal. Let's introduce the next the next person. And welcome to see us. <laughs> I might be going to jail for something so stupid. Freaking iPhone. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just really proud because there were so many cool, amazing moments. And we still have a couple of more parties left up on our roster for the rest of the we're year. We're almost done. Almost and, done. And because of that opportunity, like we're... We're thinking about doing a preciosa next year. Yeah. And we're definitely talking to some amazing people about it. Yeah. So hopefully. We want to expand and, and do a bigger tour next year. And like yeah. go to different places now that we're getting a good rhythm. rhythm. <laughs> but we, we also had our first experience where we worked with volunteers. Yeah. And that was such a great experience and a great turnout where we're thinking like, hey, if you really love the movement and you want to support Preciosa, We'd love to start having more volunteers present at the events. And I think that would be a great opportunity to actually yeah. collaborate with our own community. Yes. And we I, we made them these cute pink shirts they're that so all the volunteers cute. loved and took home. And I think it's great when they're all wearing their uniform because then you can actually pinpoint and see like who's actually a preciosa mm-hmm. versus like security or someone that's just hired to be there. Yeah. No shade to them. But I think there's like, if you come to preciosa night, Chances are you care about community and you're a good person and you just want to find your tribe Mm -hmm. and you're really paying attention to like your surroundings 
like so much. Well, I'm gonna talk about this in NYC because something happened in NYC that where I was like, oh, this is so cool. Yeah. Um, but the point is that we definitely want to get more volunteers, and there's a form on our Instagram page. Yeah. That you can fill out if you want to volunteer at any one of our preciosa nights. We're looking for volunteers. We'll feed you. We'll we'll take <laughs> care of you. We'll give you a cool shirt, and then you can be part of the movement. Yeah. And I I think like. I would love to open it up to our community a yeah, lot more and for sure. because people want to be involved. And like we have a bunch of Preciosa Angels out there and we, we love you all. And it's time to open it up to our own community because yes. y'all are the only people that we trust. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's it. But yeah. And then right after that, literally that Saturday, we had to jump on a plane on Monday or Tuesday or something yeah. <laughs> to fly to New York because we had Preciosa NYC Part 2. Back. Thanks to Daddy Beatbox, who believes in our movement. Like, mm-hmm. that's a brand that I absolutely love yeah. working with because they actually care about the movement. They yeah. care about what we're doing. And they like to sponsor, like, our accommodations. Mm-hmm. And take care of our people. And I love that. Like, I wish there were more brands like Beatbox. That, that do it all year round. Yeah. Not just during June. Exactly. And we were super excited to come back. And I feel like we're going to have to have like a whole New York bit moment and talk about all the the amazing things. I don't want us to fall off too much because I know we're going to be in Oaxaca for the next two weeks and everybody has already waited so long for a podcast and we've been getting some amazing relationship advice questions that we need to get caught up on. Thank you to the people who have been sending emails and asking for advice because we have those banked and ready to go because we really want to think about how we're going to respond to these like like you know, as authentically as possible. So we're going to see if we can maybe try to record this on the road. It might not be, a, it, it might not be, it's it will not be as not going to be like this because this is top notch. This is top A1. notch. You're all getting the best. So you're just going to have to deal with whatever we can, whatever little mics we can find on the road. But we're definitely going to try to keep this going. And then when we're, you know, when we're back, it'll, you know, we're excited to get back onto a routine again yeah. because I don't think we have a lot of travel planned, knock on wood. Um, but yeah, I, I don't want to fall off too much because I, we love this. We love talking to our community. We love letting you know what's going on. Um, but most importantly, like we love giving advice too. And I know there's a lot of questions out there. So on that note. Oh, we're going we're gonna to do one more? Yeah. One more? One, we're going to do one? one? It's been a while. <laughs> I also think next episode should probably be like a Q&A, like a relationship yeah, Q&A. Like send us, send us stuff. your questions and then we'll, we'll do an episode on them. All right. So, if you could pick one year of your life to do over, which year would you pick and why? That's a great question. Um, let me think. <laughs> no, I, I think I know. I would redo the year that my mom sent me to Guatemala to live with my dad. Ooh. Yeah. Because had I known that I wouldn't get the opportunity to see him again, yeah. I'd redo it differently. You know, yeah. I'd take it. I'd be more open mm. versus like this like really jaded hurt teen that just got disowned for being gay and is now being sent to live with their dad. And instead yeah. I would take it as I have this opportunity to really make memories with my dad before he passes away. Yeah. But for those of you who don't know, Jay's dad was murdered. Um, yeah. My dad was murdered in Guatemala. He was um, this uh, city council member. Um, for his little town, and he was running for government. Like, he was running for like a bigger position. He also was doing really well financially um, from the small town that he came from. And um, unfortunately, there's a lot of 
um, bad people out there, and they didn't like that he was fighting for the little guy. Hence why I always fight for the little guy. I think yeah. it's like in my blood, honestly. But um, He did leave you with something, that's for sure. See yeah. a lot of him in you. Yeah, and I'm really thankful because I, I think I take after him a lot of the times. Yeah. But um, unfortunately, he got murdered uh, by the cartels. And yeah, I didn't get an opportunity to ever hang out with him again. Yeah. And it's funny because the year that he got murdered, I I don't know why, but that year I would look frantically. Like I almost hired a private detective. Like mm -hmm. I was just like, I really want to make contact with my dad. And I think I'm ready. Like I'm ready yeah. to accept like him and I'm ready to make memories and I'm ready to like do this thing, yeah. you know, because I'm healed and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not mad at him and it was never his fault, but like I was just jaded, you know, yeah. I was, I was a kid. I didn't know yeah. any better. There was, a, there wasn't enough processing that was happening in my brain yet. It wasn't developed to process the things and to understand why he left and like all these reasons, you yeah. know, and now as an adult, I get it. I totally get it. Mm. Um, so I think I would redo that year. You should bring your dad to the wedding. That's a great idea, actually. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, we should bring a picture of him. So um, we're doing a special table at our wedding that is for those that are physically not here but can still make it. Yeah. Um, so we're decorating a table that is just as nice as every other table, but it's for... Like, mm -hmm. Eden's going to bring a picture of her mom. I, I was planning on bringing a picture of my grandma, but it's interesting because I didn't even think about bringing a picture of my dad. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I should. And we're inviting all of our guests to bring Pictures. anybody that they would want to be at the party, to party with us. Yeah, it's a spirit It's a spirit table. And I feel like Oaxaca is just kind of like the motherland of creating that bridge between the spirit world and the living world. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like if there's ever going to be a time where you're going to feel their presence, like this will be it. And we want to hold that space for them. But I absolutely feel like you should invite your dad to the I'm going to go find wedding. one because I only have like <laughs> three or four pictures of us. And yeah. most of them have me in it like as a child. Aww. So yeah, I'd have to. That's actually a good project. I'll do that before we leave to Oaxaca. Yeah. You should 100% do that. Thanks, babes. Yeah. All right, your turn. Oh, me? Yeah. Um, what year would I redo? I, I think I have a very similar sentiment. Um, I think I, I would redo the year. Uh, I didn't even have a full year with my mom when we found out she had cancer. But I would redo that year again. But if I had the, like a full year, then when she wasn't sick, like I would have appreciated those things more. I would have appreciated time with her more I was very stubborn and so my mom and I were were fighting and it was it was fighting over something so stupid um money right like money will be the end all be all mm -hmm. um of fights and arguments and that's why I tried to learn from that and learn to let things go mm -hmm. um but it was you know it was just stupid it was over money and I wish I had let things go sooner because then had I had forgiven her for you know the mistake that she made um I would have had more memories mm -hmm. like more positive memories with her and more beautiful memories and I would have had more time but that's it I, I would have loved to have had a full year even if I had to redo the sick parts with her I would take that again knowing that I could have a few more weeks or days with her being good and being like alive and happy and healthy and even till the end like she's 
I was her world. Uh, I know I still am, for sure. Anything for me, I think I never thought that anybody will love me as much as my mom did. Like I was, she would always say that the oxygen in the room leaves as soon as I do. And I never, never in a million years thought that anybody will look at me the way she does or see me the way she does or be so proud of me the way she is. And then I met you. Yeah. You're everything. You're my everything. I'm media naranja. <laughs> my baby cakes, my princess peach. <laughs> and I definitely view you the same way. If not yeah. more. Yeah. I've never met somebody who wants to be attached to me so much. <laughs> I love your armpits. I was like, nah, I, I know. love when you're stinky. Like, everything about you. There's nothing that Aww. I dislike. Except for being late all the time. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but on and that note. On that yeah. note, thank you for tuning in. Just was a little extra longer of an episode. Sorry, y'all. Sorry, it's a lot. It's three weeks worth of of everything but thank you for tuning in we're gonna do another one if you haven't subscribed yet please subscribe to eden xj follow us on social yeah. a lot is gonna happen in the next two weeks and we're gonna try to figure out if we can live stream a piece of the wedding i know people have been asking for it they want to pay for it or they want some type of link but like we're gonna do our best we got two weeks to try to figure something out um because this is a really big day for everybody um who's been invested in our journey for so long so we're gonna try and our wedding registry is open if you want to send us a gift. There is go a, to Zilla. <laughs> a wedding registry. We got a couple of DMs of people wanting to participate. So it is in our bio. Mm -hmm. If anybody wants to um, grab us a gift, great. You don't not you don't have to, but it is there if you want it. Yes. If anybody's wondering what we really need, any of the cooking stuff, it'll be a gift <laughs> for the both of us because Jay will use it and I will enjoy it. <laughs> so uh, on that note, yes. bye. bye.